When we last left our heroes, they were locked into a terribly important discussion. Let's drop in on them again as they plot the future. Now from the Top Dog's Kennel in beautiful downtown Burbank, it's the Terrence and Philip Show. Once again, thank you so much, Gary. Welcome to another Terrence and Philip Show. I'm Philip Hudgett. And I'm Terrence Curran. And it's funny, I was just sitting here, we're recording the show, and and, um, I checked my email. Dane McMaster said, hey, when are you going to have another Terrence and Philip Show? (laughs) So there's my toss out to Dane. We didn't Here we are. It. We didn't make it for 63, but we made it for show 64. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, one of the things that uh, just came up today is that Sony is saying they're not going to do OLED in 4K, which is quite a shock to me because basically they're saying we're, 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 we're trading resolution for quality of pixels. Yeah. Rather irritating. Well, yes, 4K is inevitable. It's a tide that we can't really stop, and I don't think I necessarily want to. But I would have much rather seen the effort go into better pixels before we got to more pixels. If the companies that are pushing 4K really cared about quality... Well, this is proof they don't. Then they would have been, we would have been targeting 444, 10 yes. bits per pixel. Or 12. Or 12 or 14 yes. even. I mean, mm-hmm. at least 10 bits per pixel. Yeah. Uh, full 444 sampling throughout the production chain mm-hmm. with light compression. Yes. Then we could start thinking about going more. up in more resolution because right. those things will give us better image quality that people can see. Exactly. And grading for HDR, as we talked about in the last show, will give you better pixels that people can see without having to go to more pixels. It is so beyond frustrating to me. (laughs) But in the same way that 1080 outsells 720 because it's a bigger number, (laughs) despite the fact that at IBC every year they prove that 720p delivers you more quality at the home because of the less compression and the better scaling at the delivery end, 1080 still is the one that sells. So people are going to say, what do I need 4K? 4K in the home, only when people buy a 4K set because... It's, it's, it's going to be when their current HD set dies yes. and they go into the store. If the 4K set is the same price as the HD sets are now, then they'll buy one. Not if they're knowing. four times as much as a 1080 set that happens to be there, no, they won't. So... It's going to, you know, and then when they replace it, they're going to be doing the same thing they do now. They're going to be watching standard def stuff, upscale. Yep. <laughs> it's a full count. <laughs> exactly. It's just such a joke, and and nobody can tell the difference in the home viewing. So it's like, ah, yeah. But and and it's not like all of a sudden we're going to get four times the bandwidth to our houses. I mean, I don't know about you. I've got Uverse. They're not going to go. Oh, you you need four times as much. Sure, we'll be glad to give that to you. You know. Part of that will be will be compensated by by the high efficiency video codec HEVC, the H two sixty five codec. Well, then why don't we use that now for the ten eighty and put the ten or twelve well, we bits will. in and the you yeah, know we ultimately will, but without the ten and twelve bits though, it'll still be four two zero and yeah, long gap. And what's the point? Yeah. Because I mean, I'm so tired of seeing banding on this amazing footage. You know, you can go on and uh, on Netflix and you can see 4K now. I mean, not Netflix. Uh, well, actually, Netflix too. But on uh, on YouTube, there's 4K. You know, if you do yeah. a search for 4K, there's 4K stuff up there. And you see these beautiful shots. And the sky's banding. And I'm like, <laughs> what's the point? Quantization errors. <clears throat> and the problem is because the cameras are too clean. A little bit of noise in there and it'll, it'll clean it up well, beautifully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make a less graceful uh, uh, transition. Yeah. Well, it was it was interesting at um, the HPA tech retreat this year. Uh, there was a guy who had a whole 
4K setup, you know, with the monitor and showing he could play back off of his drives. He's right, selling drives, yeah. but it was the whole thing. It was playing back, and it was, you know, just a, a shot of this woman, you know, dressed in uh, uh, like period garb of the 1800s, walking out from this ranch to a well and getting some water, and then she walks, you know, back. And I'm looking at the, you know, obviously they spent time. They got everything, you know, it's all yeah. set, costume, lighting, it's all done, right? And I'm looking at her face, and I'm seeing all the little imperfections, you know, uh, the blemishes and stuff. And I'm like, this is this is why <laughs> the actors aren't going to let you shoot you them need, like that. You need um, you need to di- lower the resolution. You need Digital Anarchy's beauty box. Oh well, yeah, yeah, which will blur it. Blurring the resolution. So, yeah, only, you know. But only in the facials. Yeah, okay, selective blurring. It's still blurring. We're talking about lowering resolution. It actually looks good. I was surprised the, the Media Motion Ball video from 2013 that was shown playing up ahead of well, trying to stir up um, attendance for the 2014 Media Motion Ball at NAB. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of little quick interview sections come up, um, and I'm in one of the interview sections, and I thought, wow. I know I've been swimming and look, looking pretty good, but I didn't realize looking that good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then sort of all of the other interview spots, I look at and say, "Wait a minute, yeah, <laughs> we all look really good." <laughs> and I checked, and yes, beauty box had been used on the mm-hmm. the tight interview sh- shots to make everybody not have pock marks, and mm-hmm. that was just in HD. So yes, yeah, it, it is. It's lowering of the resolution, showing yeah, yeah, actors. yeah. And uh, uh, it, it was funny seeing the 8K demonstration at uh, NAB. They had, you know, the, it's the typical models, you know, up there in super yeah. brightly lit set, you know, with lots of colors in it and stuff. Yeah. And, you're, and we're looking at the huge monitors. And, and once again, I'm looking at the faces of the models and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, because uh, traditionally they look great in those things. And yeah. here it was, they looked horrible because you could see every little fine defect in their face. Of course, now that's standing four feet from, a, you know, the 100-inch monitor yeah. they have there. When you get back to where that monitor is in your house, I couldn't tell if it was 1080, you know. It's, well, it's, you can't at <laughs> that distance. So you, you yeah, yeah. That's another way of cleaning it up. Just step further back. Exactly. <laughs> Which is why, you know. And lose the, resol- lose the perception of the resolution that you didn't need in the first place. Precisely. So, so. But OLED, which gave us black, black, which was really nice, yeah. is, you know, we're going to have to throw that away now and have, you know, washed out blacks on LCDs because Sony thinks we need 4K more than we need quality. Sony has been very, very big pushing 4K. Yeah, it's not helping. <laughs> they think it's going to save their asses, you know, but. No. Yeah, no. it's not. Mm-mm. It's it's funny. The last time this happened was um, when they were trying to push HD. If, I don't know if you remember, they built the uh, at the Clover Studios down there. They built their whole yep. HD facility, and uh, you know anybody could come in. And, you know they were trying to get all these people to come in and post because they're really trying to promote it. And they had you know their HD cam decks right, and people were coming in or going, no, we want D five. You know everybody, all the the studios that were mastering the D five because it was less compressed than HD cam, and so. You know, they finally just shut it down. I guess they got tired of that, <laughs> and uh, and then they came out with the HCAM SR, which ended up being better than the than the uh, D5. But it was pretty interesting that that it backfired on them. Yeah, yeah. So now they're trying to do it with a 4K. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think 4K for production is is kind of inevitable. As much as I'd like to think that saner minds would say, let's focus on better pixels, not uh, more pixels. But I do think in production, it's going to get to the point where 4K is no more expensive than shooting 2K, and you might as well shoot 4K. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 as long as it, the costs are all the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's not ultimately unless 
you know, the compression becomes, you know, four <laughs> times more efficient. But then does that really help you in post if you've already thrown out that resolution you were counting on anyways? But storage know. is getting cheaper and cheaper all the time. Yeah. So. And then, then it'll be 8K and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it'll be 16K and, you know. What, you're only shooting 4K? Oh, how archaic. Like, really? And then 90% of production will still be done in HD. Exactly. Um, I so. mean, that's the reality of yeah. it. You know? and, and it's fine. I, I, it's like if they want to shoot in 4K or 8K or 16K, fine. But if we're going to be delivering at 1080 or even really compressed 1080, which is what's happening now, yeah. then let's, the rest of the pipeline can stay in 1080. There's no reason yeah. not yeah. to do that. You know? But no, they want to try to sell us all the way down the line. I'm not going to go spend $40,000 on a reference monitor for 4K right now. That's just nuts. That is nuts. That would mm-hmm. be very hard to see a return on that. You, no, there is no return on it. You know, and mm-hmm. People go, oh, it's, 4K is cheap because the cameras are cheap. No, there's all the rest of the yes, process yes, in there. Yes. I uh, buy all new scopes for 4K. You have to buy new cards for 4K. You know, you're know, you going to have to buy a bigger bandwidth throughout you know your entire i've got a 4k black magic camera i've got final cut pro 10 that works in 4k i've got premiere pro that works in 4k what's all this that you're yeah, talking about exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, over lunch the other day you were complaining about just how many shows show so no sign of grading at all exactly yeah they look like crap now i mean if you flip cable channels you just see such such a wide variance on bad quality it's amazing and that was you know that wouldn't in the past it never happened i mean you know i'm going dating myself but back when there was just three networks uh <laughs> you know there was quality control when you when the world was in black and white <laughs> when the world was, um you know i i can re- i remember when they got a variance for the world's funniest home videos oh yeah they got the variants to allow them to use you know the vhs footage and all the crap they would get from because that was not broadcast legal yeah and uh we that's always been a fairly loose definition uh well not to the not to them they'd always (laughs) just go no that's not acceptable i mean that was the whole thing you yeah i I got what what networks accepted and what was actually legal is a different oh well yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. i I understand that there was only a time-based stability was the only legal mandated yeah, requirement. Yeah, and you could blow it up to get rid of blanking issues yes, and all exactly. that. But, oh, but I, it I would got never softer. Have, I would never have advised a client to use that with DVC Pro 50 instead of uncompressed. <laughs> yeah, neither would I. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but they, since they were blowing it up already to, to remove some edge crap anyway, mm-hmm, that missing mm-hmm. six lines didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And save 12 hours a show when up resing from DVC Pro 50 to uncompressed. Ah, yes, the good old days. Yeah. But well, here we are now. Yep. And and uh, you've got to do it all in 4K, well, or UHD. 4K comes back to the to the difference that happens between the way people who work inside the industry view quality, mm-hmm. and the people who sit at home wanting something to distract from them from their dreary life. Yes, perceive quality. Yes, I agree. So that's and that's where we get this dissonance between people like you, who really care about the way something looks. Mm-hmm. And people who just simply care about who's going to be the next, next bachelor or bachelorette. Exactly. And they don't really care. I'm not, not particularly choosing that show because I know it's graded well or not. It was just a random selection, folks. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't jump on me. <laughs> well, it's interesting because, it, you know, we've had the um, oversampling production for a long yeah. time in film. 35-millimeter yeah, film. Yeah. You know, we shot that. It was much more than you could show at home. Yep. You could do it in theatrical, which is great. There was a reason to go there if you wanted that extra detail or experience. But at home, you know, it was coming in standard F, and then it was coming in, uh, you know, now it comes in HD. 
um, it has a, a specific look that people um, really like, which yeah. is more high dynamic range and the lower frame rate than anything yeah. else. But uh, the point I'm trying to make is that we had that all along. Yeah. So it's not unusual to say, well, we could shoot 4K, but you know, just make it in 1080 because we're yeah, you know, over we're shooting larger than what we need. Exactly. But all I would love to, you know, I, I mean, I've seen many calculators online that show you here's yep. where you can perceive the actual difference from X distance or whatever. Let's just have a universal agreement, whatever it is. If it's if it's 4K, if it's 2 million K, I don't care. Yeah. Find that number where the human eye can't perceive the difference anymore and let's go, okay, that's the target. Skip everything else, okay? Yeah. We'll stop farting around. We'll just go, that's what we're going to take. Personally, I think we're already pretty much in the sweet spot for home viewing. Yeah. You know, with 720 and 1080, if you deliver a decent signal. Yes. I mean, I'm sitting there watching House of Cards on uh, Netflix streaming into my house, and I don't care that it was shot in 4K because, you know, it has the same quantization errors from being squeezed down small enough to feed over the internet that it had – that anything else on Netflix yeah. has that's not done in 4K. So it's like, I, you know what? It's going to be a sharper square, yeah. you know, <laughs> when it breaks up. Ooh, whoopee. You know, ah, it's so frustrating. Pick a point. <laughs> pick a resolution that we all agree on because, I mean, I, I guess what really irritates me are the people who keep going, no, we got to make it higher. You know, yeah, then we'll go to 8K. Then we'll go to – no, pick the target one. There's a mm. point where you're just wasting bandwidth. Yeah. There's a point where you're wasting time and money and energy. Let's determine where that is, and we don't need to go past that. We're done. Yeah. You know? yeah. If you want to come out with you know holographic images or something, okay, great. That's a different experience. Is good, but from the point of resolution, there is a sweet spot, and there's a maximum that people can perceive, and anything beyond that's a waste of time and money. Yeah. So there you go. That's my rant. <laughs> I wish I could disagree with you because it'll make more interesting sh- make a much more interesting show. But I yeah. can't honestly disagree with you. It's a, yeah. uh, I, you know, I don't see a lot of point to four K, but it's inevitable. So, you know. well, but yeah, but why is it inevitable? If you think about it, is it oh. really inevitable? I mean, sure, cameras will get. I mean, you know, my four K in the home is not inevitable. Four K yes. production is inevitable. I should clarify what I mean. Okay, yes, four yeah. K okay. in the home is not inevitable. In fact, I doubt that we'll see really much beyond HD delivered regularly to the home. I agree, um, but even but even Panasonic you and can IBC five K now, yeah, you know, with the red camera. So, well, you shoot five K camera to get four K resolution. <laughs> <laughs> but, a, the, the number of pixel, the pixel count is not the resolution because yeah. you need two pixels to make a line. If you don't have a black and a white pixel next to each other, you, or two different shades, you don't have a definable line. So you cannot define you mean, anything you mean, with one. You mean pixel. pre-debayer versus post-debayer? <laughs> Well, resolving stuff on the screen yeah. is what resolution is actually about. Pixel count is a very different thing. Mm-hmm. And we frequently confuse pixel count in a camera with actual 4K resolution. And we believe the original Red 1 at 4K oh, yeah. was, was really <coughs> resolving or something. Two, yeah. 2.7, 2.8 yeah. in, in actual chip chart tests, mm-hmm. uh, which is not shabby. No. Not at all shabby. I mean, you'll probably find the 1080 is not resolving 1080 pixels. 1080 well, is yeah, it depends on the camera and the lens and everything else and the sensor and the camera. But it's probably resolving true horizontal pixels if you actually had, a, you know, one of those charts that get finer and finer right, and finer. Right, right, At somewhere around, you know, 980 to, to 1200, somewhere in that range, you're going to find that you're no longer resolving it because resolution isn't the most important thing to perceive sharpness. I know. 
harking back to the, the Dolby <laughs> screen of last show, yes. you know, they've done something that I guarantee that the Dolby High Dynamic Range screen will yes. look sharper it does. than a 4K screen of the same of the same content beside it, not just mm-hmm. 1080. Yeah, yeah. Because sharpness is mostly about the dynamic range. Yes. And contrast. And contrast, yes. Contrast, yeah. yeah. Not about the actual pixel count. That's why film shot at 35 millimeter with a higher resolution couldn't look softer than a standard F video. Yeah, yes. <laughs> because it's not technically softer, but it looks softer. Yeah, it's just not over-sharpened. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, technology has moved on, uh, and it keeps moving on. And as we said earlier, the, the number of things that have changed in the decade, that the last decade is just incredible. It is. It's just frustrating to me that we focus on the wrong things for the improved quality. Yes. You know, well, if, if they really gave a crap what people are seeing at home, we would be getting that 12-bit 444 down the line to the home, and it wouldn't matter the resolution as much as it would maintaining all the color integrity. Yeah. And, and now with HDR, if, uh, if uh, Dolby has their way, that's yeah, really going to be sweet. Yeah, that sounds more exciting. It is. It absolutely is. <laughs> when you see the monitor, you'll agree. But gear is gear is fleeting, and we, we touched on this earlier. It's, you can buy all this incredible gear for next to no money, but if you don't have some sort of talent yes. or some sort of skill. Now, there were many, many talented people who never had access to the gear, who never produced. And we've all met many, 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 many yes. untalented people who yes. have had long and successful, in inverted commas, careers, yes. <laughs> particularly in this town. But yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We won't mention names. Well, no, we won't mention any specific <laughs> names, but I'm sure you all know one. <laughs> yeah. But now we have that, the situation where you can get the gear. Yes, for, but for, for, for next almost to free, nothing, yeah. yeah. But if you don't have some sort of talent, which is just an innate ability to, to visualize, mm-hmm. or you haven't learned that and you've learned a certain level of Basic tech that you need to know? Nowhere near the level that you used to need. Yeah. No, tech, yeah. Well, it depends on which way you mean by tech. Because I think of what a DP does as tech, but it's really, I guess, it's a combination but of not art. But it's, a, art, it's a technique. It's yes. art of tech. Yes. There you go. Yeah. It's of, not opening up the side of the camera and tweaking the alignment no. of, every, of the three tubes so that they actually overlaid right. after you let no. it warm up for half an hour every day. But it is knowing <laughs> things like, you know, don't strobe past the, or don't pan past the picket fence at 24p. Exactly. You know, yes. things like that yes. are kind of important. Yes, there are certain things that people don't learn about 20. 4P because they don't realize that this is something quite specific, that yes. there are pan rates that work and pan rates that don't Which work. brings me to another point about 4K. I know I'm beating a dead horse here, <laughs> but it was interesting at H- HPA Tech Retreat because they had, uh, you know, the, uh, HPA Tech Retreat is awesome. They have all these different um, uh, panels, sort of like a TED Talks of our industry is the best yeah. way I can describe yeah. it. Yeah. So it, it, you go, you never know what you're going to see. There are all kinds of different things. And, and uh, one of the um, presentations... Um, they had figured out the uh, – well, Judder. If you're familiar with Judder, if you're not familiar with Judder, it's what I just talked about. If you pan a 24-frame camera past a picket fence too fast, it looks like the that the frames are actually re- repeating themselves or even going backwards in some the case. Reverse, the reverse wagon wheel. Yeah, re- exactly. So that, that's called Judder. And 
um, they found that as you go to higher resolutions, judder becomes more apparent. So you have to go to higher frame rates. And so with testing, what they discovered is you have to go to 60 frames at 4K before judder is not wow. obvious. So now we're not talking just four times the bandwidth <laughs> of, of 24 <laughs> frames or four times the bandwidth of 30 frames. Now we're talking four times the bandwidth at 60 frames. So we're talking eight times your 30-frame bandwidth of right now to get down into the home to have a pleasing, you know, to have something that's equivalent to 1080 at 30, which is what you see now. So this is crazy. But it's inevitable. Not in the home, but Don't it's stop that inevitable. It is. Not if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, I ganged up with you on 3D. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. 3D had not only no future in the home, but 3D didn't really have an ongoing future just in general production. We were never going to go to ubiquitous 3D production. No, no. There were were people who were trying to say that we were, and the 3D's the next big thing. It's like, it was the next big thing 30 years ago and 30 years before that, and it'll be the next big thing in 2045. Yes. The beauty of it is history repeats itself. Yes. Though at one point it'll be holographic 3D, but that'll be – and then maybe it'll stick. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) If you don't have to wear glasses. Yeah, if you don't have to wear glasses, that's a whole different thing. Oh, my God. I saw that. that, I'm sorry. This is a segue now. The Dolby – Dolby had their 3D TV, the glassless 3D TV at NAB. Oh, that was painful. (laughs) It's like – uh, you know the postcards with the lenticular oh, yeah, postcards? Lenticular. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's essentially what they're doing. Yeah. And it's like, if you sit... Oh, if, yeah, yeah. If you, if you sit perfectly still, it's like, okay, it sort of looks 3D. And if you move your head a half an inch, it's like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah, the whole yeah, screen yeah. sort of goes... Yeah, oh, yes. oh, no, these guys are on drugs. I mean, it actually looks like you're on drugs. It's like some really bad hallucinogen is what happens. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why they keep putting money into this. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> why would you show that? Yes. <laughs> But because oversampling at the source is good, even if you're only producing 1080, which is, I think, going to be the distribution technology for the foreseeable future, having that oversampling at the source is not a bad thing. Being able to reframe is not a bad thing. I just wish Mm. and hope and pray that people don't don't use this as a substitute for actually doing the DOP slash director's job. Now it's my turn. It's inevitable. (laughs) I fear you are right. I fear you are right. I'm not happy about it. It is the business of show business. Yes, exactly. And when they go, oh, wait, we can shoot the shot once with uh, two 8K cameras and we're done. We can fix, you know, do the rest in post. Yeah. Every producer is going to sign on for that. I can see that on an interview working. I'm not so sure on a feature film. I, it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when you go to the producer and you go, look, I can reduce your shooting schedule by two weeks, but it'll expand your post schedule by four weeks, they go, wow, I can save because production costs yeah. a fortune compared to yeah, post. Post is an editor or two editors yeah. and two assistants. Exactly. Or, or not much more than that on any job, really. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, Whereas it, you've got a bunch of cast and a bunch of crew. Yeah, yeah and locations and fees and police and permits and, you know, Craft it's services insane. services and accommodation. Yes, and exactly. Per diems and mm-hmm. – yeah. yeah, I can see that. Mm. Yeah, I think I find it hard to argue with the inevitable. That Yes, exactly. That is the inevitable. And and it's not going to make the DPs happy, so. No, no. I know I took – when I – questioned the avid Frameflex demo at the Digital Cinema Society last year and saying, I'm sorry, Michael, the DOP, the director has one job, and that yes. is to get the shot right. Yes. Well, of course, the Digital Cinema Society group liked that. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> they agreed with that, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I do think it's the director's job to visualise the finished movie. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they can visualise that in a way that they can get what they want out of two 8K shots, then 
that's that director's vision. But I find it hard to have a very creative vision. And well, you're not. It, yeah, the thing is that you, when you punch in on a shot, that's not the same as using a different lens. No, it's not. <laughs> not it's entirely all. different. It is, and, and it's not the same as lighting for the close. It's the same way that a zoom lens is not the same as a, as moving the, sh- the camera in. Right. Yes. Exactly. It's, they're very different effects and very yes. different visually, and that's why directors who care about the way their movie is shot won't do this. They right. Say, I, guess, I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No. It'll be. And so we all all know right from this point forward that any director who proposes <laughs> doing <laughs> that is not doing their job there you go well said (laughs) (laughs) you just threw down a gauntlet i did (laughs) i realized i was doing it as i was coming so that's it if somebody proposes that we know they're a director not worth employing exactly (laughs) not going to stop people employing them i heartily (laughs) recommend that statement (laughs) that might be where we wrap this up (laughs) yes and uh if you are looking for tools to make your life easier in post, make sure you go to intelligentassistance.com and check out all the stuff that Philip's provided to simplify your life. And if you want to get the right finish by people who care, come over to Alpha Dogs for finishing your sound and vision on your project. Thank you so much for listening. And between now and the next show, do something creative.